The Gulag Archipelago, Volume 1, by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Subtitled, An Experiment in Literary Investigation. I dedicate this to all those who did not live to tell it, and may they please forgive me for not having seen it all, nor remembered it all, for not having divined all of it. Author's Note For years I have with reluctant heart withheld from publication this already completed book. My obligation to those still living outweighed my obligation to the dead. But now that state security has seized the book anyway, I have no alternative but to publish it immediately. In this book there are no fictitious persons nor fictitious events. People and places are named with their own names. If they are identified by initials instead of names, it is for personal considerations. If they are not named at all, it is only because human memory has failed to preserve their names. But it all took place, just as it is here described. Preface In 1949, some friends and I came upon a noteworthy news item in Nature a magazine of the Academy of Sciences. It reported in tiny type that in the course of excavations on the Colima River, a subterranean ice lens had been discovered, which was actually a frozen stream, and in it were found frozen specimens of prehistoric fauna some tens of thousands of years old. Whether fish or salamander, these were preserved in so fresh a state, the scientific correspondent reported, that those present immediately broke open the ice encasing the specimens and devoured them with relish on the spot. The magazine no doubt astonished its small audience with the news of how successfully the flesh of fish could be kept fresh in a frozen state. But few indeed among its readers were able to decipher the genuine and heroic meaning of this incautious report. As for us, however, we understood instantly we could picture the entire scene right down to the smallest details. How those present broke up the ice in frenzied haste. How, flouting the higher claims of ichthyology and elbowing each other to be first, they tore off chunks of the prehistoric flesh and hauled them over to the bonfire to thaw them out and bolt them down. We understood because we ourselves were the same kind of people as those present at that event. We, too, were from that powerful tribe of Zex, unique on the face of the earth, the only people who could devour prehistoric salamander with relish. And the Colima was the greatest and most famous island, the pole of ferocity of that amazing country of Gulag, which, though scattered in an archipelago geographically, was, in the psychological sense, fused into a continent, an almost invisible, almost imperceptible country, inhabited by the Zek people. And this archipelago crisscrossed and patterned that other country within which it was located, like a gigantic patchwork, cutting into its cities, hovering over its streets. Yet there were many who did not even guess at its presence, and many, many others who had heard something vague, and only those who had been there knew the whole truth. But, as though stricken dumb on the islands of the archipelago, they kept their silence. By an unexpected turn of our history, a bit of the truth, 
an insignificant part of the whole, was allowed out in the open. But those same hands which once screwed tight our handcuffs now hold out their palms in reconciliation. No, don't. Don't dig up the past. Dwell on the past, and you'll lose an eye. But the proverb goes on to say, Forget the past, and you'll lose both eyes. Decades go by, and the scars and sores of the past are healing over for good. In the course of this period, some of the islands of the archipelago have shuddered and dissolved, and the polar sea of oblivion rolls over them. And some day in the future, this archipelago, its air, and the bones of its inhabitants, frozen in a lens of ice, will be discovered by our descendants like some improbable salamander. I would not be so bold as to try to write the history of the archipelago. I have never had the chance to read the documents. And, in fact...